it's Jess's journey time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Wednesday and we are on our final journey in Jordan. Our last stop is one of the new seven wonders of the world. Let me welcome you to Petra, also known as Al-Batra in Arabic and Rakhmu in Nabataean. I don't know if I'm saying the Nabataean one correctly because I haven't met a Nabataean or Nabataean, depending on who you ask. But the Nabataeans were the originators, the creators of this amazing rose-coloured red sandstone city that they ruled over for 250 years. Now, if you've ever seen the 1989 film Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, you will have seen the amazing city of Petra, or at least part of it, because he rides down through through the um, alcoves into what opens out into where the Sukh used to be. Sukh is a market in front of the treasury building, which is absolutely amazingly preserved. I don't know how they've managed it with dust storms and sun and etc., It's absolutely beautifully preserved. There's not only the treasury, but there is also a monastery, which you can go and visit. Again, very, very beautifully preserved. These buildings, I have to say, are huge, huge buildings. You cannot even fathom the scale. And bear in mind that they were actually built when we didn't have any kind of cranes or, you know, any kind of machinery to build buildings. When you see the size and the intricacy of the facades that they are outside, the beauty of these buildings, it's absolutely stunning and amazing. It's just mind-blowing. And so you must, if you get a chance, you must visit Petra. You must visit Petra. It's absolutely amazing you'll have such an interesting time you there's so much to see there that there's as i said there is the treasury there is an amphitheater there are um what was known as the official government buildings there's a tomb of the kings i believe that i was told um I've been to Petra numerous times with um, trips and etc and people visiting me whilst I lived in Jordan and so every time you go you'll get different information depending on which Bedouin you speak to. Um, the Bedouins in, in Petra are very very friendly, they will offer you tea, um, they will offer you um, to take you on a camel ride, on a donkey ride, or for a fee, of course. They will offer to sell you trinkets and postcards. Um, but they will also give you interesting bits of history about the place, which is really cool. Depending on who you ask and who you speak to, there are a thousand steps to the monastery. So if you're not one that wants to walk around um, or you're not, you know, you don't enjoy hiking up steps, um, you might want to take a donkey ride. Now, one of the visits I took to Petra, a friend of mine, um, we went with her mum, who um, is an older lady, 
and she decided that she wasn't going to walk up the steps. She was going to take a donkey. I am not going to lie. I was in fear for her life because the steps are quite precarious for humans to traverse. But the donkey, I was like, ooh, I don't know. There was some, there were some points where I was like, is that donkey going to make it? But the donkeys, they know the route. They are trained. They don't miss a step. They get there and they get back safely. I have never heard of anybody falling off a donkey while the donkey's going up those 1,000 steps. I climbed all of the steps up to the monastery. It was completely worth it. Absolutely amazing. Depending on when you go, there is also a fantastic gentleman who does these aerial acrobatic stunts at the top of the monastery and if you go to the if you go to Petra and you see how high the monastery is you will be in fear of this man's life he literally does backflips and jumps and and tight like tightrope walks without the tightrope at the top of the monastery it's absolutely amazing but it's so scary because if he makes one false move he is going at least 20 feet down, at least 20 feet down and hitting sand and it's not going to be nice. Um, but it is, it's, it's absolutely amazing to watch. Um, so there is a lot of things to see here. One of the things that Petra is, is very well documented for is their water conduit system. Now, as you walk through, in order to get into Petra, you're going to walk through the, the soup and, um, it is, you'll see the conduit system of how, because obviously it's in the middle of the desert, doesn't get very much rainfall. So they had to harness the water that they had in order to feed the city. And the city became a very large um, kind of melting pot. It became like a trading center almost for um, um, for the Nabataeans or Nabataeans and um it was, it was, you know, Ar- the Arabs would come there, the Egyptians would come there, people from the Mediterranean would come there. It was, a, it became a massive melting pot for traders um, um, throughout the region. And so, um, because of this high volume of people that would constantly be coming through the city, and bearing in mind that the Nabataeans were a an Arabic Bedouin tribe who were nomadic by nature so they didn't often it wasn't you know one family that ruled the city it was kind of whoever was there at the time and then they would move on and go wherever they wanted to and then you know a new caravan of 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 settlers or people would come but they had to harness this water in order to serve the city and so what they built was a conduit system and you can still see the remains of it it's absolutely astounding what they've managed to do without any kind of engineer engineering training any kind of machinery they figured out how to create a system that would feed the whole city with water absolutely amazing now you do have to pay to visit Petra and it is, um, there's so much to see there that you might want to go for more than one day. And because the Jordanian Tourist Board are aware of this, they've made it a little bit more accessible. So I'm going to give you some costing. So if you want to go for one day, it is 50 Jordanian dinars. 
Um, and if you want to go for two days, you can get a two-day pass, and that's 55 dinars. And if you want to go for three days, it's 60 dinars. So if you're planning to stay in Petra, um, then you might want to spread it out over three days or two days. There is a lot of walking. In order to see everything, there is a lot of walking. Just the actual um, sook is a mile, about a mile long just to get to the treasury. And that's kind of the main building that everybody's seen because it's the one that's in Indiana Jones. That route itself is a mile long. And they also do an event on Thursdays, I believe it is, called Petra by Night, which you have to pay separately for. If I remember correctly, it's about 15 or 20 JD. And, um, you they light all they light the whole mile walk up to the treasury they light it up with candles and then the whole of the treasury is lit up and they play you beautiful songs on an oud and they give you bedouin tea which is really really sweet <laughs> so if you're diabetic probably best to not drink the tea um but yeah it's it's a really nice experience and um it is worth doing because it's interesting. You get a lot of history as well. They do give you a lot of history when you do um, Petra by night. And finally, to finish off, there is also Little Petra that you can visit, which is kind of a city that is a little bit further out. I'm not entirely sure how much further out. I would say probably um, 10 miles, maybe 15 miles out from Petra. And this was kind of, Little Petra was kind of an outpost for the traders and the caravans that would go into Petra. That was where they would get their supplies, you know, trying to, a pit stop almost for them to get their supplies and get more, you know, feed their camels, etc. And before they took their final journey into the city of Petra itself. And it is definitely worth seeing. This is more, it more feels like a village, if you like. There's more kind of examples of, what would have been homes and um, living quarters and stuff. Um, there is an amazing staircase there, which um, is really steep. And if you go to the top of that staircase and climb up a little bit more, you can actually see Petra from Little Petra. And I've been told, I don't know this for sure, this was told to me by one of my lovely Bedouin friends, that you can, there is actually a route that you can walk or hike from Little Petra to Petra. But do not try this on your own. You would definitely need somebody to guide you because it's, I'm sure, quite precarious the way that it has to be done. Um, so this is Petra. This is the beautiful sandstone architectural, amazing city that you must visit. I just want to send one last piece of information your way about Petra. Apparently, they did studies to find out why the city was built because they believed that the Nabataeans didn't just build it to be a um, trading centre. It kind of, that's what it emerged into. But they believed that it was actually built to align with the sun so that the sun could light up their sacred places and the reason that Petra is no more 
and the only buildings that are left are the ones that we can see now is because it was destroyed by an earthquake. So what is left now is what the earthquake didn't destroy. But it's very interesting to think that they built it to align with the sun. And I've got a fabulous picture, which you can see on my at one JJ's um, Instagram page. I'm going to post that up. Um, um, and it's a really beautiful contrast of the light and the dark that comes into Petra. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Next week, we are going to travel to another country. So please join me next for next episode.